Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. What's my up, bitches? My name's Jed. Way to call our congregation bitches out the gate, buddy. You know. Well, what's your name so people know who said oh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name's Jay. Bitches. Uh, whatever. So, <laughs> what are you doing? I just got back from the Swolatorium. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, it's no, time for uh, me to get my uh, large ass back in shape. Dude, I... Uh, I started running now. I run a mile after, yeah. And I, I'm, I got, I'm hooked on that runner's high now, dude. Like straight up. It's so good. It's so good, it dude. Is, Once man. you get back into it, it's all about routine, man. I was a gym yeah. rat for like ever, and I fell way out of it. And now, um, <clears throat> what oh, also, wait, what does that mean that you would just like narc out people using steroids? That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. I see what you oh, did there. Oh, by the way, quick call to action, congregation. If you know anybody that was that was or is addicted to steroids, email us and Ooh, wants to do yeah, an interview. I really want to do a steroid interview. I know a guy. I don't know if you could say that he was addicted, but he's definitely well, used steroids. Yeah, I mean, if you've used, like, yeah, it might be hard to find someone who's, like, recovered from steroids or whatever because most people are see. still using them. Let me see uh, what we can do about that. So right. stay tuned. Stay tuned, congregation. Um, well, right out the gate, we got drum roll. How about you do a drum roll? We got a new Patreon. Hey! It, work, it works better when we do it the other way. Yeah, it does, really. That was... Anyway, Caden Dimmick. Thanks, Caden. What, 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 what? Appreciate. So tell them, tell the rest of the congregation what Caden gets from being such an awesome Patreon. Um, we're gonna fly Patreon. him out to Hawaii. Uh, it's not true. Okay. Uh, you're gonna go on a date <laughs> with Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's still relevant, yeah, awesome. right? Is she still alive? Yeah, dude. She's still smoking hot. Uh, she was like soup, like for sure, middle school, elementary, middle school, like my first crush. Oh, yeah, can't hardly absolutely. wait. Can't hardly, can't hardly wait. wait. Yep. What? Absolutely. Anyway, Caden's uh, gonna get access to all the bonus episodes, which the, I'll, uh, the Preston Sprinkle bonus episode is the best. Best bonus episode of all it time. It is because it's like a. It full... was gonna be an original interview. It was, but Preston was like, "Eh, just do it for the bonus." So. It was a little too saucy. Preston Sprinkle, it was very saucy. He also called Mulligan. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, um, okay, cool. <laughs> I like well, that harmonized ums. Um, so, uh, okay, well, speaking of Patreons, so. Yes. I'll, I'll tell, I, I know you got stuff to talk about too, but I'll just get this out of the way. So, our last new Patreon, Chance. You remember him, right? Chance not the rapper? Chance not the rapper. Well, this is what this is apparently what your Patreons get is <laughs> oh, me damaging property. So anyway, <laughs> this is all this. All right, so I people, I your boy had a mental breakdown. Okay, uh, I got really. I had three fits of just like egregious anger, but it it culminated when. So if y'all remember back in the episodes when I bitched about. I didn't want my friends to move above me because they make a lot of noise, right? You remember that. But but then people would be posting on Facebook like, hey, I got there's an empty room in there. There's yeah, an empty yeah. apartment in my complex. Why don't you guys come move on in? Burr, 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 burr. I know. Anyway, fine. Whatever. So 
me and Kaylee are, we'd had a bad day. Uh, it's like 8.30 at night. Um, I find out and later. We old. We, we are old, old dude. I right? find out later that Chance had told Heath, which is the other roommate, that I had <laughs> stolen the last two plastic forks. So that's where this came from. I thought was, this is what this is all I knew was at nine thirty at night. I hear, "Fuck you, Jed!" Like <laughs> <laughs> banging on the floor, dude. And I was like, and so that's I thought so it was funny. just out of nowhere. So I was like, "Nope, that ain't flying." So I walked outside and I threw a water bottle at his door. And I was like, "That'll teach them or something." I don't know. And I came back inside. So the next noise is like, like freaking well that's funny i just cut off my monitor when i did that (laughs) um they he had told me later that he picked up his couch and dropped it on the floor which like shook and so dude i'm in my boxers and i was like nope that is just not flying tonight dude and i just ran outside in my boxers (laughs) like i haven't rage blacked out in so long but i was i'll just... have to say like i've known you for what 15 years i've yeah. never seen you like flash go... no no ever and so i go up there and i just start kicking on his door dude they have a metal door in your boxers like, in my boxers i'm just like bam bam and so he had gone <laughs> to the door to look through the people and when he did i fucking broke the door down by accident and hit him in the face and almost cold knocked him out dude so can you call it by accident if you're kicking the door it was well this is because i had seen Heath kick the door to this was in my subconscious i had seen him kick the shit out of that door like two weeks earlier so i'm like this door is pretty resilient i was just trying to make like really loud noise that, okay. that's my that's my defense but i guess i didn't realize it. you know your boy's been doing them squats and uh yeah and i just broke the door down and immediately everyone was just kind of like ooh that went a little uh, far uh, uh, yeah so you know now i got a new sponsor and i did another fifth step <laughs> <laughs> well at least you didn't good. have to smoke crack at least you didn't have to smoke crack over it so that's always a plus no yeah i didn't have that's to but fun. i did anyway so thanks, Chance Not the Rapper, for supporting our podcast and letting Ted kick your door in. I'll get yeah, I'll get Chance on to tell his side of the story because he was just laying on the couch with his girlfriend, and so. And so, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It was all his fault though, because he perpetrated the the lie, promulgated the lie. Oh, that's a, oh that's so word. you didn't take the last two forks? No, Chance <laughs> did, and he just blamed it on me. <laughs> so like, lesson learned. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's man. super funny. Um, so what do you got? So, um, I think I'm gonna. I think I want to save it for our second segment. Okay. I got some. I got some good. I got some really good shiz. All right. Well, that I'll, I don't think I have enough time. I'll finish out my stuff then. All right. Do you go know ahead. the insane clown posse or Christians? No, they're not. That's yeah, a lie. They are. That is not a lie. They're not. They no, are. They're not. They are. That's a lie. Have you heard that? It's no. not a lie, dude. They straight up like preach like uh, like preach against hell and stuff. I'm not even making this up. It's not a joke. They but they like, also talk about like the gnarliest perpetrate yes. like smoking PCP yeah, yeah, and yeah. like listen, listen gnarliest this is, shit. They went through. So apparently they released their albums in oh, what are they? Are they called like 
fuck, I can't remember. I should have. They're called like some Axe weird, or something. Some so weird culty insane clown posse. No, no, no. Thing. The, the, like the sixth album they released, they they it was like they're all related. And the revelation was that like the first five albums were like in hell, and like the sixth album like revealed that like God is real, and you need to not do that stuff to save yourself from hell. That's so dumb. Isn't that I'm crazy so, though? That's so look, dumb. look into it, bro. Congregation, we we need to have the insane clown posse on here, dude. I don't even want to tell, like, do, but if that, I anyway, hate, that blew my I mind. hate everything about them so much. So, all right, fine then. I thought you would have been more excited that. <laughs> it's just disappointing. It's so disappointing that that stuff exists. It's um, like it just cheapens the whole thing, like Biebs. No, I feel I like see, no, no, no. I don't. It's different than Biebs, dude. It's fucking different than Biebs. Fine, I don't know. Fine, moving on. I don't know if it's different. Than, do they I, go to I, a mega church? I bet they go to a mega church. No, dude. They go to which like, is a pray. It's, it's which called, is it's called like the dark carnival. <laughs> That's where they go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, I'm now renowned on Imager. That's my ranking. Oh really? Is it for the um the under the floor I, thing? I, I got on the front page again, bro. Nah. Yeah. Okay, so you got to tell the story about the first time you got under on the front page. Uh, okay, congregation. If uh, y'all should know about Imager, but if not, um. It's like an online, it's like Reddit, but more with images and, you know, like it's like the whole internet. So getting on the front page, like, is a big deal if you're a loser like me. Jed's internet famous. Jed's loser famous. Loser famous, bro. So I found when we were, uh, when our house flooded in the Lafayette floods last summer, we were ripping up our floors and we found this, like, I don't know how old, like hippie mural under our floor. And it like, it had like, it was just all Grateful Dead drawings and stuff. And it had a painting of a banana and it said, I am the resurrected banana and stuff. I'll post That's a link awesome. to the, so uh, awesome. it was, I'll post a link to the imager thing. And so I got on front page and then I just got on front page again for posting a picture of Boba Fett grabbing Princess Leia's boob. What? <laughs> it got, <laughs> dude, it got 7,000 points, man. Oh my god! Did yes. you draw it? No, I just stole it off of Google. What? So the what happens is, is no, crazy, no, crazy it, place. It, well, it was kind of cheating because July 29th is uh, upvote everything day. So uh -huh. you're supposed to everybody that visits the site, you're just supposed to upvote everything you see, no downvotes. And if you're if you're lucky, then you can just ride that wave to the top, baby. Do you like get something for that? Do you get I'm some one, sort? I'm one. I'm five thousand points away from being glorious, which is the elite of imager, baby. So do you get? But do you get something for that? No, I don't know. You might get a <laughs> sticker in the mail. Or something. I don't know. I don't think so. You just get. You know. You just get the pride of knowing that you beat imager. I guess. Okay. All right. Okay. Congregation. Does that, imp does that impress the ladies, Jed? My wife isn't impressed by shit, dude. <laughs> Might either, ever. She's always like, oh, that's cool. Oh, Next. speaking of impressive, um, guess what happened to my wife, dude? What happened to your wife? She got a letter from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, I saw that. Dude, asking, it was like, it's some, uh, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's some girl um, who's going to like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and they wanted Kaylee to send her um, some of her, because she's into makeup too, and they wanted Kaylee to send her some of her Harry Potter makeup brushes. Oh, cool. 
how crazy is that though that's so crazy oh yeah jed's wife sells harry potter themed makeup brushes amongst other things link in our bio yeah for sure christmas yeah. is coming up fellas shout out kaylee shout out kaylee but i thought that was some cool shit that's super cool i didn't that's believe like, her at first, it's like hum- <laughs> it's really humbling it I, is I it, at first i was like baby no offense to you <laughs> why in the hell is somebody's make a wish your brushes and she's like it's not just that and i was like oh okay 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 i really thought i was like that's all they want like that's it yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. that made more sense though that makes way more sense yeah all right well let's get to the interview and then uh interview mr omar it's awesome So, so today's your anniversary? Uh, today is our engagement anniversary. Okay. So four years ago today, I asked her to marry me. How long y'all been married? Three years. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we just celebrated March 15th. will be uh, three years. How about yourself? We'll have a year, October. Baby, is it the 10th or the 7th? <laughs> oh, bad question. <laughs> Seven. Seven. See, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I totally. I knew guess that. if you got a number in there, right? Then... Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I almost got it. <laughs> Me and um, is your wife in recovery, or is she a normal? No, no, no. My wife's uh, she's a normie, big time normie. Uh, me and uh, yeah, me and my wife have our sobriety dates are a week apart. Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Yeah, we ended up like we um. Oh, I'll give you the quick the quick version. Have you ever heard of uh Oxford houses? Do they have those out there? Like sober yeah, living houses? Not here. They don't have any, but they have. I've heard of them, of course. Okay, so we met. We, let's see. I've been trying to get sober for like ten years, and we, both of us were like chronic relapsers, and we'd been seeing each other in meetings for like the longest time, and uh, like three years ago, um, we were both living in Oxford houses, and we were both single finally and we started dating and we relapsed. We're both heroin addicts and we relapsed without telling the other person. Right. So I go to pick her up from work one night and she was like, okay, I need to tell you something. And I was like, well, what is it? And she was like, I relapsed. And I was like, well, do you have any more? And she was like, <laughs> she was like well, yeah. And I was like, well, all right, well let's try this then. And it, dude, it, we looked on our, on our Instagram to, to get the timeline from it took like 27 days to go from both of us being employed both of us having a place to live in 27 days we couldn't afford three hundred dollars between the two of us and we got evicted and we were in treatment so like oh dude i can't okay so all right, so we're gonna have to schedule you on this show. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Cheer. That, uh, I love these stories, man. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, but I would love to. To the ones, my 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 listeners, 
love these stories, man. The tweaker stories. Oh, holy yeah. shit. Oh my God. One of my biggest one of the biggest download ones was was one that I called uh uh from from meth addict to to comedy or something like that. And people just loved that episode. He was an absolute tweaker running around the streets, you know what I mean? Just barefoot, no no house, living in his car kind of thing till the car got stolen. It's just, you know, they <laughs> so, you mean his house got stolen. His house got stolen, yeah. you know. It's like people just love that shit, man. Dude, because you can't you couldn't make if, if you tried to make no. it up, it wouldn't sound right. But it's like the stuff, it's just so ridiculous. We we ended up going to we went to rehab together like three times and the last time they, they frown upon that in treatment usually. Um, or they'll try to like separate you. So the last one I got in first and I was like, look, just, I was, I called her the first time I could use the phone. I was like, look, just, just come in and we'll just pretend like we don't know each other. So I went, <laughs> I went around to, before she came, I went around to all the dudes cause everybody knows in treatment, the dudes are just horn dogs. And I was like, look, there's this girl coming in here. Y'all just back the fuck off. <laughs> I can't say anything, but y'all just know. And it lasted like a day, and they figured it out. And Yeah. But, yeah, so, oh, you know, and then we got married. All right. It was uh, great. Uh, uh, dude, you are what? One in uh, – Oh, man. One in, uh, one in a hundred that actually pull this one off? Oh, yeah. Well, it, this, this, this was what was cool about it and why I, I had so much respect for the last – because I've been to treatment 18 times, so I've seen every different kind. And this last one, Jesus. instead of kicking us out, the lady that ran it was a certified marriage counselor. So she was like, look, we're just going to help y'all. Like we, They sent her to the women's side and me to the uh, men's or whatever, and then they just – we would meet together once a week and they gave us like relationship counseling. And then, you know, when we first got out, it was very much like, look, you got your program. I got mine. Um, we like stopped being physical for like two months to just kind of like reset everything. You know, it was a lot of work, but worth it. So do you guys did all the right stuff, man? I yeah. mean, you, know, you did all the right stuff. You took the suggestions. And the thing is, most of the time people just won't. They just no. won't take the suggestions and they're not going to do the counseling, you know, and they think they got it all figured out and we'll do this together, you know, and you end up, you know, with not being able to put $300 together, exactly. getting kicked out of your mind. <laughs> exactly, dude. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, fucking great story, dude. So how, how long do you have? I just celebrated 14 years on oh, uh, May, 20, May 26th. 14 years is such a long time. What you got? I got, I'll have three years, September 23rd. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And you guys got a year ago. Wait, was that? A year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. October okay. 7th. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Obviously some work was done. Oh, you yeah. Know? And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. So that's awesome. Are you a, all one- right. go ahead. Uh, are you a one and done guy? Did you ever relapse? Oh yeah, no, I relapsed, you know, uh, probably five months into recovery and I had a nasty two month, uh, relapse cycle where I just kept kind of coming back to the meetings, relapsing, coming back to the meetings, relapsing. I was fortunate though, man, it was, it was two months of living hell and I didn't have to go back out and, you know, do it again. You know, thank God for cocaine, you know, (laughs) that shit, that shit, it, it just took me downtown hard, Yeah, hard. 
Oh, and give, so... give me the spin your yarn. Okay. Are, are we doing the interview? Oh, yeah. We're rolling. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's how... <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. I didn't even know. <laughs> Go, All right. Okay, so can recording. we... All right, so, so you ready for my story? Yeah, man. Bring it on. All right, so, um, you know, early on in, in, like, childhood, I came from... My dad's Colombian. My mother's Cuban, so... Latino background, lots of drinking, heavy drinking. Uh, my both uh, just on my dad's side of the family, primarily because we didn't spend a lot of time with my mom's side of the family. But every time we went to a social event, it was just heavy alcohol consumption. Now, no one would ever bring up the word or the term alcoholism or alcoholic or anything like that. They were just like very heavy social drinkers. Is that like and, across the board culturally with that? I think so. I think that in the, especially here, well, here in Costa Rica, it's got one of the highest alcoholism rates in Central America. Heavy, really? heavy. Oh yeah, the culture here is. They they say around oh, that's here. That's like the, that's like old school, like rum running, isn't it? Am I wrong what do you on mean? that? Oh no no yeah they have one that's uh oh my god see thank you God for that I already forgot the name of their most famous rum hey, over here. Hey, that's progress. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember the name of the rum, dude. HP, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, rum is, they got a rum down here. It's very popular. And they're just just deplorable drinkers down here, man. Like everyone, it doesn't matter what it is, they're drinking. Um, so when I first moved down here, it was just part of the culture. Um, but yeah, I would say that uh, the Latino culture is big on, you know, manning up. And manning up means drinking. And so that's how I grew up. It was like, it wasn't anything like, I, I always knew when I was growing up, when I got older, I was going to be drinking. You know, it's just part of right. what that learned behavior, right? <clears throat> but I didn't drink until I was like 17 years old. You know, I kind of shied really? away from, yep. Like, I, like I just, period or just didn't drink much? No, period. Oh, wow. I was one of those, man, I was a really geeky, introverted kid in high school. I was actually anti-drinking. Um, and I don't even know where that came from. To be honest with you, I have no idea. Probably just rebellion. I mean, I, I always like, I'm sure whenever I have kids, I think they're going to like become accountants or police officers. Like that's how they're going to rebel <laughs> against me. Like no tattoos. They're going to be like straight A math students or something. I think it's just natural, dude. Kids rebel. They do. My, I have tattoos. My daughter hates them. Yeah. You know, she, she, uh, only has the piercings, the one set of piercings in her ears uh, but nothing else, right? No tattoos, uh, very conservatively dressed, has never even considered dyeing her hair a different color. That's so funny. You know, just straight laced, straight edged, and I'm loud. I do, I'm cussing all the time. <laughs> you know, I embarrass her like all hell. I'm a big goofball. So, yeah, they, te they definitely tend to go the other direction. I think you'll find, thank you, God, for that. Yeah, that's you know? exactly <laughs> Exactly. She hates smoking. People that smoke. Oh, I don't know if you awesome. can hear my. I don't know if you can hear my fucking dog. Oh, dude. Over a, there. I have, Jesus. <laughs> clown shoes over here. Uh, you can hear. I think on like four episodes, we we have like a cat that's not fixed, and she'll she only loves me when she's in heat, and she's the loudest cat ever. And so there's like four episodes, you just hear. Meow. So yeah, I feel you. <laughs> So, so anyway, growing up, that's what I grew up around. I didn't drink till I was 17. Uh, then when I went to my first party, um, somebody offered me a beer, and I said yes 
you know. Um, and this is just going back to I had spent so much time in high school being this geeky, nerdy, introverted kid. Um, and then, you know, junior high school, I couldn't wait till I got to high school because, you know, it's going to be different when I get to high school. And then getting yeah. to high school, it's like it ain't any different over here. I'm still a geek, you know. So these things just kept <laughs> shifting over in my life and i was like when is it gonna when is the dam gonna break um and then i went to this party and i offered me a beer i drank it and boom it was like there it is now i understand why my dad drinks all the time you know what i mean yeah. when we go to parties where everybody drinks all of a sudden i'm alive and i'm confident and i'm funny and i'm loud and I just got into this party and i just met people you know and i just all of a sudden it just be i i i wasn't different I wasn't somebody that was different right. from anybody else. I was all of a sudden one of the one of the guys, and I just drank that beer. And as soon as I was done with that bill beer, I drank another beer, um, and then after that, I lost count. I, I, and uh, go ahead. That's funny you said that. I think, and I'll ask you to see if it's confirmed if it's true. But I I think one of the common things is I always even even if I had it, but I always craved like connection. To other people that was like my big thing was like i felt disconnected from people but when i got high or loaded like i felt that connection even though it probably wasn't real but felt real at the time oh no it was very real it was very real i was just lost man i was out there trying to figure it out completely disconnected just thinking to myself you know why me why do i have to be you know the that the kid that's out you know, instead of the popular kid, the one that they pick for all the sports, I was always the last kid picked on any team. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, dude, it was, it was like one of those things where my self-esteem every year would just get lower. Right. And so the alcohol just helped me numb all that out, man. And, uh, I knew that that was going to be it. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with it by the time I was, uh, night. And then, then I did all of a sudden I went back, I went back to school. This was during the summer break. Is this in, in my Costa Rica? No, 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 no. I'm from California originally. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is when I was living in San Luis Obispo. So I was living in San Luis Obispo. And, um, so from 11th grade, uh, summer vacation, that, that's when this went down. When I showed up for my senior year, I met all these guys that I had met at the party, right? Guys okay. that I hadn't even had a relationship with. They're like, Hey, Oh, what's up? <laughs> hey, come on over. And all of a sudden I had friends. And now it was like, okay, this is finally, I finally arrived. Yeah. But I knew if I wasn't drinking, then I wasn't going to be able to s sustain those relationships. So moving forward, and I always looked older. You know, when I was a kid, I started losing my hair real early on. Uh, I was, I was, I was already, my hair was thin at 22. Oh, so wow. even, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I had this, at the time I had a thick head of hair and I was already growing a beard. Um, and I used to, and then, so I would walk into like the AM PM and just like, yo man, what's up? What's going on, man? Hey, you got any beers on special like oh, this week? Nice. Like what you, you got? You were, what, you were that dude. Oh yeah. 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 You know what you got going on? You know, uh, oh, we got the mill. Oh man. Excellent. I love that beer. All right. Let me get a case <laughs> of that. Right. And so I'd go and just put it on the counter, look the guy straight in the eye 
And he would just be like, okay, that'll be da 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 yeah. And I walked out. My buddies were all waiting for me. And I was the fucking king, man. <laughs> they were like, damn, fucking always the man. Yeah, for you know. Real. And I had never been the fucking man in my entire life, bro. <laughs> in my entire life. And I just like, alcohol is the elixir. It is my magic potion. Yep. And this is my deal, man. But I'm not going to do anything else. I'm not going to smoke any weed. I'm not doing any that's drugs. Funny. I'm just going to drink. That's, that's it for me. I then was, I turned. I was the opposite. Oh yeah? Yeah. I didn't I wouldn't uh well A I wasn't good at drinking because it just like I threw up. I didn't like it. And <laughs> I was really like and I had this thing where I had to be like terminally unique. So I was like, Well, oh y'all are drinking beer, like I'm gonna like snort coke and do weed. It's like anybody can drink beer. That was kind of my mindset. When when in reality it was just cause like I couldn't drink very well and like it just got made fun of when I tried. <laughs> So I was like, well, you know, I'm taking my kickball and going home and snorting coke. Like, fuck you guys. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all have our different like introduction to that world, exactly. right? Some of some of it's the it's it's the drugs. Some of it's the alcohol. But it gave me the confidence. It gave me the self assuredness that I never had. Um, and then when I turned 19, I was working at a grocery store. I had a bunch of friends there, um, and it was just I just had this super rebellious once i started drinking like all bets were off man the kid that i was before that was respectful that was mindful that that you know wouldn't steal shit wouldn't you know break the law wouldn't mm. drink you know uh that kid was out the window and i found out my friends at the grocery store i caught them i went into the back room one night i was working late and they were all you know pushing alcohol out the back door and like i walked in <laughs> And everybody froze, right? We all like froze and we were staring at each other. And I'm like, yo, man, it's cool, man. It's yeah. just me. <laughs> that moment and, of, oh, shit. Right. And yeah, then they're like, funny. you want one of these cases? I'm like, fuck yeah, hook me up with one of those. The next thing you know, I was part of that crew, man. Yeah. And I was accepted. And it just kept, every time something like that would happen, you know, I was excited to be involved in that. That's what I, I had been working so hard for that. So I knew that if I was going to be this straight, laced fucking straight edge kid that i was going to go back to that you know yeah. insecure isolating geek and i want to continue to be the cool guy that's just so boom tough man like to swallow oh. like social rejection is, is like a hard pill man like what did you have any religious convictions like like where did your like when you say you were straight laced and stuff did that come from like faith or anything or was it just like Oh, dude, you don't want to go there. My oh, mother's yeah? a Jehovah's. My mother's a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, so, okay. oh okay. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Everything was bad. So you were you were dancing all the time, is what you're saying? Oh, dude, it was like I. Not only not only was I geek. Not only did they not accept me for well, you, were, you know you were yep. I was also this kid that couldn't go to Christmas parties, couldn't yeah. go to birthday parties, could couldn't. I I mean, it was I was just set up to be yeah. left out yeah. okay and i hated that religion and and i just and but i was dude that that religion just impregnates a, you know guilt and shame into your world on a daily basis yeah. if you do this if you do that you know what i mean oh you're you're not going to get this you're not going to get that it was always this constant like you know they they just brainwash you into believing all this shit and i was terrified yeah right um I bet. So once here's what happens, and this is they, they got to think this through smart, 
Because what happens was is as long as you're towing that line the best you can, then you still feel as though you still qualify for all the all, all the gifts that you're going to get from God if you stay along if you're towing the line. But they teach you if you t- if you just step out of if you just step out of line once, that's it. All bets are off, right? So I was oh. like, as soon as as soon as I crossed one line, it was like, yep, I'm going to hell. Yep. And I and I'm not showing up with a weak report card. I'm going there with all straight Fs. I am failing on a massive level. Oh, I'm going man. and I start chasing girls, you know, like yeah. left and right. You know, it was like you can't have sex before you're married. And I went just buck ass wild crazy. Oh, yeah. So it was all girls. It was all about the booze. It was all about the parties. My life didn't revolve around anything that that didn't revolve around alcohol and drinking. My parents would take off from from you know on some sort of vacation or something. Oh, watch the house. No okay. problem. Yeah. <laughs> I throw these kick ass parties. All right. Omar's Cantina. Just fucking drink it. I had this big sign that I colored and made and I'd have my friends over. And I had stole so much alcohol from the from the from the grocery store I worked at before I got fired. But I had probably about seventeen hundred dollars worth of alcohol underneath my parents' house, hidden. And whenever they would leave, I would just whoosh, bring them all out and throw oh, these massive funny. parties. Oh, dude, it was like I knew that if I threw these parties, right, they were epic, epic fucking parties. People would talk about these parties for months. My little sister was seven years younger than me. When she was in high school, she's like Vanessa Pinto, and it was like, oh, oh, are you Omar Pinto's sister? Yes, yeah, oh, he's the kid they used to throw those ridiculous parties, right? And this was from the teacher, right? Oh, no. I got, and she used to tell me that in my legacy, you know, the ego would just be like, that's right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I am Mecca, right? And so it was like I had found this, this bravado in the alcohol. 19 comes around. All my buddies that I was stealing alcohol with were also heavy pot smokers. Right. And we were we were at there and I would hang out with these guys all the time. Hey, oh, here hit. Nope. Hey, oh, hit. Nope. Hey, oh, hop, nope. And then there was the girl. Yep. There was then there was the, the girl. Great, the great persuader. Oh. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I still remember what she looks like. I still remember what she looks like. Absolutely gorgeous. This beautiful blonde hair, is gorgeous white skin, just this I mean, she was I mean, amazing, right? And she Looks at me holding this J, and she's like, come on, O, just hit this with us just one time. If you don't like it, I'll never ask you to do it again. And I was like, okay. 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 <laughs> oh, pretty girl. Okay. Pretty girl. Okay. Just fucking done. I, had, I didn't have a chance. Yeah, didn't a have hilarious. a pair. And they're all staring at me like, oh, shit, O's going to get high. Yep. Right? And I was like. So I hit this J, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and everybody's laughing, and everybody's like, oh, my God, I just coughed. I I just, that was a fake cough, and I just, I just gave myself a head buzz. Oh, nice. God damn. Awesome. Freebie. Freebie. Awesome. (laughs) Ride the wave, brother. (laughs) Ride the wave, brother. Woo, I'm there. I hit that (laughs) shit, and I was like, damn. I was like. I don't feel shit, yeah. right? And so they're like, they're like, just relax, just relax. I'm like, God, this is terrible. My lungs are killing me. God, this hurts. And they're like, just relax. 
and let's just pass this J. And that's all we did. We just passed the J, and I'd hit, and I'd cough, and we passed the J, a kiff. And there I was, and I'm like, yo, man, I don't know what you guys are all excited about. I don't feel shit. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but uh, it's not working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, it's fucking fake, dude. Yeah. Look at him. He's like, yeah, you are your fucking fake. And we did that for three hours. Oh, those are the days when it was just like the, there was nothing more fun, dude. Nothing more nothing. fun. Nothing, and it was like, "Hey, man, is it just me or is man? I'm hungry." Yeah, and it was just from yeah. one la- laughed. I remember because the next day my side was hurting so bad, and yeah. I was like, "Why does my side hurt?" You know, maybe it's because I was laughing for three hours straight, and oh. I was like, "Go <laughs> so rem- <laughs> ahead." It, it, it just reminded me. The, I think like one of the first times I I got like you know like. Stoned, and I, I had my wisdom teeth scheduled to be out the next morning, and so they were like, "Don't eat past midnight." And I got just ridiculously stoned, and I just ate everything. I was having a great time, and then at like two in the morning, it dawned on me. I was like, oh, "I'm not supposed to eat because I got surgery." And then I was got all paranoid, and the rest of the night I was just like, "Do I need to throw it all up? Like, what do I do, man? What do I do?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a thousand percent. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. That's exactly the case. And it was like it was so it was so amazing. And I thought mm-hmm. to myself, I can't believe I've been depriving myself yeah. of this. Yeah. yeah, all these years on what? What the fuck was what's so bad about this? Yep. You know, and I start to get these conspiracy theories like I know what it is. They just don't want us to have fun. That's okay. the thing, man. Nobody wants us to have fun. You know, don't drink. Don't smoke weed. This is the best thing ever. Yep, I've been lied and, to. Uh, yep, and from that moment on, it was on. I was like, okay, so I'm going to drink. I'm going to smoke weed. I'm just not going to do anything else. And that was my thing. And I got to tell you, dude, my life was so much fun. College was amazing. I didn't graduate, but I fucking had hey, the best time yeah. ever. Best time ever. I loved college, all the college parties. I would throw these. I remember when I also when I was 19, my girlfriend threw me my very first birthday party, man. All my friends from high school showed up. There must have been 200 people in this tiny two-bedroom apartment. You could barely oh, walk yeah. through. I still got pictures from that, you know, where we're, we're all of us are facing into the camera given the middle finger, you know what I mean? Just that college bravada thing going on and it was just like the good times, could, life, man. could life get any better than no. it is right now no i don't think so and it is a thousand percent true i faced no consequences when i was in college in high school i was i you know i was i went from i'm never i'm never gonna smoke weed to I was selling weed. Yeah, too. I'm never gonna stop smoking weed. Uh, yeah, so I'm never gonna stop smoking weed, and then yep. I'm selling weed to my friends. Okay, yep. and, and then that, from that's there- how the hook just gets. Because I think me and me and um Jay, my co-host, were talking. I think like we do people a disservice when all we talk about is like, like how bad it was. Like, yes, it eventually got bad, but like, let's not. You know, there's a reason we got addicted to it. Like, it it was fun at some point, and like. At some point. That's, Dude, I rode yeah. that way for a long fucking time. We're talking from the time I drank my first beer until I was 28 years, 20, 28, 29 years old. Can't remember exactly when. It was either 28, 29 years old. 
99. I had the best. Yeah, so let's just say from 99 to 2000 to, to 1999, right? I had a great run, right? Yeah. I had a great, uh, amazing run. And, and it, I got my first DUI when I was 25. So that was my first consequence. The first sign. All right. The first sign. And it, it wasn't a sign. It wasn't a sign. I showed up to they I got I got arrested. I had to go to court. I got a, I got uh, I had to go to 14 AA meetings. I had to go to DUI school. I yeah. had to pay fines. DUIs I weren't, was, weren't that big a deal back then, as big a deal as they are now. Well that was when people could time, have like fourteen of them. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, met people that are like, thing. "Yeah, I've got 18 DUIs. It was a different time, man." <laughs> Holy shit, dude! How do you get 18 DUIs? This is, that, this is, this is, I, when I was a dude in Southern Louisiana, that the, these dudes had some DUIs around here. Dude, I, I, it was all I know is that um, when I was when I when I got that DUI, it scared me straight. I woke up really? in jail with about eight guys and one toilet. <laughs> and I and I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is this isn't what I this signed is, up for. This this is not. This is fuck this. I ain't. This, I'm out. I ain't doing this. I went to the DUI schools. I went to my first AA meeting, and I was like, what a bunch of losers. I can't even believe I am here. You know, yeah. I get one DUI, and I got to hang out with these guys that are up there telling their story and woe is me and this. I, I'm out. Yeah. You know, um, and so I went up after the meeting. I'm like, okay, so who's in charge here? And they're like, who's in charge here? Somebody's in charge here, man. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'm sorry. What are you looking for? Well, somebody's got to sign this court card. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. All right. Well, let me sign it. What do you mean you sign it? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> well, I'm the chair. I'm the chairperson. Who voted for you? Okay. Well, who am I supposed to get that? Well, whoever's chairing the meeting can sign it. And I'm like, <laughs> I went home, grabbed four pens. Yeah, signed. Yeah. I signed. I was done. Yeah, man. AA meetings. Check, check. Yeah, that's the biggest joke in the world. I got oh. so good at at making up unique names and signatures. Like I was so good at that. I'd use like six different pens, and yeah, I'd give them each their own like bend and different like. Yeah, because we had to do it for Oxford houses, and every sober house I've been to, we had to do like meeting sheets, and I was just the master of forging meeting sheets. It, it, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. I mean, when, right. when, 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 when given the why, why the wouldn't question. you do that? You know what I mean? Like, if you could, if this is an option, why would you, you know, mm. wh wh why not? You know, mm. like, I get it. And not only that, when you're done, there's this amazing sense of gratification that comes from getting over. You know, like, I beat the system again. Yeah. Back then, especially. Yeah. That was, that was like, I, you know, I wasn't a, pro quarterback i wasn't a baseball player uh you know but what i was was an expert con man yes <laughs> and i thought i was dude i <laughs> i mean so good and it, I, I i devoted so much time like this one of my first like this is this took so much effort so like my this was when i was like 16 living with moms ink inkjet printers had just come out and so, like, my mom wouldn't give me cash anymore, but every now and then, if I complained enough, she'd, like, give me money to go get a video game or something, but I had to show her the receipts. So, I went to Best Buy, bought a video game, made a copy of the video game cover, slipped it into a cover that I already had, made a <laughs> copy of the receipt, gave my mom the real receipt, and showed her the copy 
doctored up fake video game and return the real one like it took you know it took a whole day of of like getting that shit right to fool my poor old mother to get 40 bucks you know like and i was like but, oh, i'm such but, a genius oh that was my next question what's the feeling when you're done like oh, when dude, it's accomplished like, it's yeah. another hot oh it is it was it totally was Beating the system, getting over, getting away with—it's mm-hmm. just as exhilarating as going out and getting fucked up. There's no it, question it about just it. Makes you feel better there. Like, look at all these plebs out here. Just these people that just don't know. They, I, my, they're not. My, my yeah, biggest thing was like, Dad, because my dad would be like, "Why, you know, what do you want to do with your life?" And I'm like, "Not what you're doing. You just go to work every day. Like your life must." suck like that was my <laughs> mindset for so long was just i want to be a bum i guess oh, dude dude it's like a professional bum yeah you know, a professional bum but you know i think to a certain degree you know in my mind i always wanted to be a millionaire i didn't know how i was going to do it and i didn't really even care all right i don't care what i got to do to do it if the right opportunity presents itself you know Mm. I'm going to take it, right? So selling weed, I'm like, heck yeah. It it serves so many purposes because I'm getting away with something. I'm also now a drug dealer, yeah. all right? Baller status. Uh, right, uh, exactly. It's yeah. like this 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 amazing false sense of bravado yeah. that I'm doing something that like I will show you. It's a game. And it, it really is. It's, it's a, it's a it game is. to be won. Well, when I got the DUI... That was the game changer for me. And when I got my license suspended, that's when it got real. Mm. And the only reason why I was I, – I stopped drinking the whole entire six months that my license was suspended so that I could drive to work. So I drove to work every day, suspended license, like I'd never driven in my entire life. I respected the speed laws, uh, yeah. the, the, the stop signs. Yeah. Every time I saw a cop, I would break into a sweat. Yeah. You know, just, oh, my God. There was times where I would like literally just pull into some kind of driveway or some kind of it just just I got to get off the road. I got to get the I, fuck I, off the road. I, I want to know if you ever did that. My trick whenever I would see cops and if I was messed up or whatever, I would start air drumming on the steering wheel. That was my go to move. Like, I don't care about you, cop. I'm just listening to music. And <laughs> if for some reason that just like made it OK in my mind, like he'll never pull me over if I'm air drumming. Like, I'm just some dude. I don't give a shit about you, officer. I wish I would have thought thought that through, dude. That's the I move. Was, no, I was a deer in headlights. Yeah, I, cop came up behind me, and I was ugh, yeah frozen. Puckered oh, dude, up. there was no yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was completely puckered up. Oh. So I I managed to do that. I got my license back. I never drove drunk again, ever. Well, that's and good. so yeah, that that's it worked. Very good. It worked for a minute. All right. I never drove drove. I never drove drunk again. In the United States. Okay. <laughs> I spoke too soon, you right, son of so, a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so in the U.S., in the U.S., I was the model citizen when I drove. And so whenever we would go out, I'd be like, I ain't driving. I don't care who's driving. If we're going out, you're picking me up. But I ain't driving or we'll take a cab or whatever. That ain't happening again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my drinking got progressively worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I would go out. And uh, the minute I'd get an out, a, piece, uh, a drink into me, it would just be until I passed out, 
wherever we were at or somebody knocked me out. It was one of the two. <laughs> and this would happen on numerous occasions. I wake up with black eyes. I wake up with my ribs bruised. You know what I mean? It was did, just like, Did you ever get go the ahead. shakes? Were you at that no. point yet? Nope. Or did you ever no, get no. the shakes ever? I think some people just don't, huh? I never got to a point... I never got to a point where I, I I faced the health consequences of drinking. Okay. Uh, I never got the I never got the DTS. You know, I never got the wet brain. I never got any of the. I never had withdrawals from the drinking. Um. And and like I said, it was I was a weekend warrior, and okay. most of the time I would get so fucked up that that I, my hangovers would last for a few days, mm. and so I would just be like, I'm done for a week or done for two weeks. I had no problems stopping drinking for. Two weeks, a month, w- depending on what happened that weekend. If I got into a fight, it was probably about a month that I didn't drink. You know, uh, if I passed out somewhere, maybe I go a couple weeks without drinking. Um, you know, nothing happened. Then maybe we'd go out the, the following weekend. It wasn't every weekend, man. Th- but those are the hardest people to convince to get sober. The, oh, did, the you, hardest. How could I possibly have a problem? Exactly. I don't drink I every can, day. I stop all the time. And I was, I was a man. I was a workaholic. My, I mean, I was yeah, like, boom. There we go. I was that guy. Just like uh, on Monday, I was all about the money, hmm. all about the money. It was just all I thought about. I was, it, I was a driven motherfucker. Did, you know. Um, does, go ahead. Does speed ever come into this? No. Really? No. no that's no, so. Absolutely. That's a real, dude. I was, I dude. The, I was the, terrified the... of drugs until Costa Rica. Okay. Well, yeah, then let's get I'll, back to it. Okay, so I was terrified of drugs. I, 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 until I moved to Costa Rica, so I was about 28, 29 uh, when I moved to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And up until then, like I said, I was just, when I was at work, I was at work. When I was partying, I was partying, and it was a clear divide, and I was into each one. Wh- wherever I was at, I was 100% in. Yep. Um, and then I moved to Costa Rica. And uh, to open up an online casino and sports book. Hey. And, oh, yeah. So I moved down, and all the people that are owning and operating these casinos, uh-huh. these sports books and casinos, these guys. Was this at, are, like, at the dawn of that? Oh, yeah. This okay. is, dude, this is 2000. Ground floor, this, yeah. This is all in the beginning. This is all where, where it was absolute, like, you could just the go. the Wild West, and, yeah. Yep. You just go in there, open up a website, plug in a, a processing solution, go. And almost overnight, you got people depositing. You Damn. know, it was, dude, it was just, it was crazy. And I walk, I get over there. Now, think about this. Think about this. How many people that have a college education, okay, that actually have some sort of respect for the law in the United States would actually make the decision to move to Costa Rica, open up an e. It, it wasn't. You couldn't say it's illegal in the United States, but it wasn't legal. It was a gray area right. business, and so. But regardless, most people ain't getting involved in a gray area business. So no. imagine the people that I'm meeting when I get off the plane when I get there. So I get Bunch there. Bunch of valedictorians, I'm sure. Oh, dude, just <laughs> the most. Nobody used their real name. Oh wow. You know, nobody. It was always everybody had a nickname. You know, excited guy, sleazy, yo-yo baby, jungles. What was you yours? Know. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's classic, dude. That's yo- classic. Yo-yo baby was the epitome 
of the 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 guys the the one he was the Uncle Bicky and Yo Yo were the hardest Uncle partiers. In, oh yeah, the hardest partiers. These guys were banging dope. These guys were doing coke six days in a row, disappear for days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and the only way to stop these guys is their uh, one of them. They the, their brothers would drop like two volumes into their drink, right? <laughs> and and so he didn't even know it. You know, and the next thing you know, he just passed out. And it was the, they used to call yeah. it the yo-yo baby party stopper. That's and hilarious. So, so I was like, damn, these guys are just crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I get in there. I get introduced to these guys. And and uh, I also, the day I got off the plane, I met my wife, like the woman I was going to marry in Costa Rica. Okay. Uh, obviously didn't know it at the time. But the first day off the plane, I meet my wife. And uh, within seven days of me... Moving down there, I discovered cocaine. Uh, we were at, we were in one. I was partying with these guys. It was like, I don't know, eleven o'clock, and I was so drunk, I was falling asleep at a desk. And they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go hit the casino." I'm like, "Okay, guys, you guys have fun. Uh, I'm I'm gonna head home. I'll catch you guys tomorrow." And they're like, "Fuck that! Oh, you're going to the casino <laughs> with us?" And at the time, I've got I still got this personality, right? I've got the this personality. Right. I've still got it. And I met these guys and they just loved me off the bat. Right. You know, they me a bunch of weed and I was just funny. You know what I mean? And they're like, we like this kid. You know what I mean? So we're going to help him out. Right. So mm-hmm. they, they were going to help with my marketing, with hiring staff, getting office space, you know, how to do this, how to do that. They just kind of took me in as like their their uh, bear cub. Yeah. We're, we're very I, likable people. Very likable. Social so engineers. Like I, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I get in there. I'm about to pass out. And they're like, no, dude, all you need is a little bit of a little, little do do do. And we're off <laughs> running. I'm like, what's that? Yeah. They, they fucking, uh, I don't open speak up this criminal. Thing. What is that? Right. Right. What is that? <laughs> they open up this fucking Tupperware container and it's just got a mound of Coke. Oh, man. And I'm sitting there, dude. And this is one of those defining moments in everybody's life. Well, you got a choice to make, man. I'm like 20, let's say I'm 29 years old, never done hardcore drugs. I said I was never going to do hardcore drugs. And this little tiny voice inside says, you got to fit in, man. Got to fit in. These guys got to accept you. And if you don't do this, you know, they might push you out the fold. Mm. And it was like in an instant, I was like, well, I've never done this before. There's no chance I could get addicted to it. I'll just this one time, and then, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, dude, yeah. I that shit, and I went from about to fall asleep on the desk to alive and in person. Yeah. I was holy shit. I'm awake, guys, and they just start <laughs> laughing, and they're like, "Oh no, what have and we done?" Wait, wait, this is awesome, and they're like. So so then so then they were like, "Oh, Nomar, that's your new nickname, right?" And I was like, "All right, well, this is cool, right? Whatever. I'm in the fold now." Yep. And dude, from that moment on, the love affair with cocaine just trumped everything else. It did compared to dr- to alcohol and marijuana, coke was the euphoric drug that I've been missing my whole life. Yeah. I would have graduated. I would have gotten an engineering degree in college if I would have been taking this shit. My brain's working at like if if I had a I had a I went from a four cylinder to a to a V twelve, two point three seconds. I was taller. I was smarter. I was faster. I was mm. I was the fucking man. 
And I was like, this is, oh my God, this is so amazing. <laughs> and boom, that's where it started. My, I went yeah. from a guy who was a weekend warrior and had a structure in my life to a guy who completely just, un, just unraveled, unraveled within, within, within a few months. And so I was now a daily pot smoker. I was now a daily drinker. Uh, if somebody said, you in, you want some blow, I was in. I went from them offering it to me to me walking into every place going, you holding? You oh, know, man. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the transition happens fast. Yeah, it does. It's, it's pretty incredible how, like, quickly your, your, your lines melt away. No pun intended, but <laughs> yeah, <I didn't> even, <laughs> but yeah, exactly, dude. I remember Man. one day up all night, you know, hookers and blow and just partying like rock stars. This whole like fantasy world just evolved. It's like every movie you've ever watched about rock star partying and how it begins and the money and being somewhere yeah. overseas and, and the whole, you know, facade of being this gangster, you know, is all coming true. And I remember it was like. Nine o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting on the floor of this apartment we rented. There's just a remnant of the guys that were partying. One of the guys goes over and and he just goes, he goes, you want some EO? And I'm like, why not? He goes, just open your mouth. Open my mouth. He pops a uh, 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 half a tab of E in my mouth. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're rolling. And it was just like I had I had gone from a guy who had – absolute limits to mm. a guy who had absolutely no limits yep i was crossing i was just trampling all over anything any any kind of standards or 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 lines or limits or boundaries that i had set for myself all gone i was all in and that's how it started and now i've got this brand new relationship with this beautiful costa rican girl who was like nine years younger than me gorgeous and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm launching this business <clears throat> and I've got this nightlife style that is just absolutely something I've never experienced before in my life. It yeah. was just intense. The nightlife was just like in your face. These guys, 30s, 40s, going to rave clubs, you know what I mean? You know, it's like with Chris Rock, you know what I mean? I just don't want to be that guy. The guy that's just a little too old to be in the club. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And there was all of them. All of them were waiting, <laughs> and they're in the rave clubs, partying with all the hookers, and that kind of thing. It was just this this crazy lifestyle, yeah. and I loved every minute of it, man. <clears throat> I was like, I can't believe I've been. Thank you, God, <laughs> oh, that's for allowing yeah. me opportunity to finally find what's been hidden the society has hidden this from us they don't want us to enjoy ourselves and have fun of course not they we figured out the magic formula to success <laughs> just dude drug-induced psychotic fucking breakdowns that's yep. all that, that's all it was dude and so so it was just nuts and craziness and so there i was i'm getting worse my girlfriend you know, at some point moved into being my fiance. She's like, we're breaking up and getting back together, breaking up and getting back together. You yep. got to stop doing the coke. You got to stop doing the drugs. I promise I'm not going to do it anymore. I promise. I promise. I promise. I'm just going to drink. I'm just going to smoke weed. I promise I'm not going to do this. And it was just this going back and forth, going back and forth. Um, then we got married and uh, she thought I was going to quit, kicked it up a notch. Then she got mm. pregnant, 
and I kicked it up another notch, you know, and then there she is six months pregnant. And there's nothing worse than being in that state of having to lie about your crazy amounts of use being with, you know, that is the worst fucking life in the world that, that like trying to play the double life thing and, Oh, dude, dude, dude. Oh, you know, just saying that, just, just saying that right now, I forget Mm. what that was like trying to manage these two personas and crazy trying to keep it all together. And I am a degenerate Coke using fucking monster. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't pull it together. Um, and, and, you know, right before we got married, she took me to a therapist and I'm like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I got this problem with cocaine. Maybe you can help me. He's like, buddy. And I explained to him everything that was going on. He goes, you're borderline schizophrenic. You're, you've got paranoid delusions, drug-induced paranoid delusions. Y- you know, I can, I can try and help you, but I, I don't think I can. The only thing that's worked for guys like you is Narcotics Anonymous. Oh, wow. And I was, and I was like, Narcotics Anonymous? Is that like Alcoholics Anonymous? He goes, absolutely. He goes, no, 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 no. That's for drug addicts. Drug addicts. I just got a problem with cocaine. You know, and he's like, brother, brother, you are you are textbook drug addict. That's a good right? doctor. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's a good I, doctor. I, buddy, I, I, I thank God. Mm. And not only that, that was a God shot. That was a God shot that I didn't know. Okay? Mm. I didn't recognize any of that at the time, but God was speaking through him. Get to a meeting. Yeah. And I just dismissed it, you know. Um, so then when I, I, you know, I went on the marijuana maintenance program and I and then that lasted about 45 days. And and when I went back to using coke, it was all gone. It was all gone. I'd been chasing a high for three years oh, and I yeah. thought I'd, I'd almost found it. Yeah. But that 45 day break when I went back. I was no longer able to get high. I went right to paranoid, yes, chewing off dude. my arm, not being able to carry a sentence, sweating like some kind of animal, yeah. you know, thinking that the Ninja Turtles were coming out of the attic to get me, <laughs> you know, and I was just, oh, carrying a gun. It yeah, was just, man, that's like, when, oh, yes. dude, I was, I was gangster, bro. Oh, yeah. I crossed over to gang. I was working in a casino, man. I was now officially like, Whatever it takes, whatever I got to do to keep doing yeah. what I'm doing, and if I got to shoot somebody to do it, I'll do it. You know what I mean? I had actually convinced myself that you know I had it in me, and, and not for nothing, man. I I, I was a different person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, oh, yeah, I, by yeah, the yeah. grace of God, I didn't shoot somebody, and somebody didn't shoot me. That's yeah. I I threatened enough motherfuckers. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, so so there I was. Isn't that insane? Like that me when I think back of like like. Times that like I've been shot, it's like really, dude. Like, really? Did we really? Did that? That shit really happened, man. Like, you got shot? No, I got shot at. Oh, multiple. Well, I times. never got shot at, but you know, yeah. all of us were carrying guns, like we were like some kind of fucking gangsters, right? And 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 I was, and I remember, you know, even now in in recovery, now many years later, you know, you know, shit happens all the time, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, shit happens. Uh, especially since, like I was telling you, I just got out of the online game. I, I just got out of the online gambling business in February. You know, I, even clean really? and sober, I was still doing the business, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but you still, it's the same shady people, and so you got people that are lying to you, stealing from you, uh, you know, doing all kinds of janky shit, and then you get that 
you get that thought, right? That thought of I'm going to, you know, I'm going to retaliate. But it it quickly goes away. And the people that you hang around with, this motherfucker screwed me. I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. And I'm like, and I'd look at him and I go, listen, bro, I can appreciate the anger and all that kind of shit. But unless you're willing to go all the way gangster, then I suggest we just, you just chalk this up to a learning experience. Yes. Because I don't, I went, when, when I think about what I was willing to do to, when, I was, when I was fucking gangster, right? You know, I didn't care if I shot somebody, and I didn't care if somebody shot me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's the only thing I equate with, you know? And I can't even – dude, I can't even – like when I think about the words that are even just coming out of my mouth, I can't believe I was that person. I can't believe I was that person, but I had become that person. It's and my di- nickname – It's a different world, man. It's a different life. It's crazy. You got to survive. You got to yeah. survive. And I went from being oh nomar to being oh no. That's it. <laughs> yeah, like oh, here comes Omar. And I took over from Yo Yo Baby and Uncle Bicky. And I was like, oh no. I would they would clear that people would bail. Yeah. They'd see me coming. And 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 so there I was, ten months after my wife, six months pregnant. I'd done so much blow that I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I'm just down in all this alcohol, popping pills, smoking weed, popping more pills trying to get over this. I can't get my head, my heart to stop racing. I thought this is it, you know, this is it. And at that point I actually made peace with it. I got on my knees and I said, God, you know, if you're out there, if you're listening, you know, whoever you are, whatever you are, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm, I can't do this no more. You know, uh, I'm just, I've I got a baby on the way and I am the most disgusting, deplorable, worthless piece of waste of airspace that could ever be and, and I'm just ready to go. Take me to the next place or help me get clean. Hmm. And uh, I woke up the next morning. I don't know how. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning. And I, you know what the first, my first thought, my, my first thought when I woke up that morning was, you know, that therapist told me I should probably go to those meetings. That's the only thing I thought about in that moment. And it was just divine intervention that I got up out of bed. I put on whatever clothes was on the floor. I didn't take a shower. I didn't eat. I didn't think. I got in my car. I drove to that therapist. And I said, I need help. Can you help me? And he looked at me, and I was a fucking train wreck. And he's like, I'm so glad you're back. I'm so glad you're back. And yes, of course. Can you help me get to those meetings? And he just wrote down the directions, you know, and, and said, here you go. The meeting starts in an hour. The meeting starts at noon. Another God thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I go, I need help, and I just got in my car, and I just drove there, and there's the guy in his office. Yeah, that's and awesome. He said, I need to go to a meeting, and he gives me directions, and I've got an hour to get to the meeting. So I get to that meeting, man, and I sit in that meeting, man, and every story I heard was me. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I found hope all over again, man. I found hope for the first time again. And I was like, just thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I'm here. Um, and he answered that, my prayer. That's funny. That gave me chills, too. Because like we, we, then we find the connection. Like we've been, you, we really, it's so cliche, but it's like you find what you've been looking for. It's so funny, man. Oh. Dude, it, you know, here's the thing, man. If you're alive and you're breathing and you haven't OD'd from all the shit you've been doing, then you have a purpose. Yeah, for purpose. sure. You're alive on this earth simply to carry a message of hope to others because those guys were in that meeting when I've got less than 24 hours. I just come off a run, 
And I'm in this meeting, right, with still a belly full of drugs. And these guys are like, you know what, man? Here's me. I got six years. Here's me. I got three years. Here's me. I got one year. Here's me. I got nine years. Here's a phone list. Call us and come back tomorrow. We'll be here. You know, and I was and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like I got some relief. And I was there the next fucking day. And overnight, I went from a guy who couldn't stop doing drugs, you know, for a minute. All right. To a guy who just went home, poured out all the alcohol, dumped all the booze, dumped all the drugs and went to a meeting the next day and don't know, have any idea where that came from. Got yeah. no idea where that came from. But I was at that meeting the next day and I was at that meeting every day afterwards because obviously my marriage was in shambles. I didn't have a job to go to because I kicked out of the business. Right. <laughs> I had nobody in my life who could give a fuck about me with every reason. And so I had no excuses and I was there every single day, man, up until my relapse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, dude, that, uh, and that I, actually, we actually, dude, we, we ran out of time actually, but that's a, I'm glad we got, uh, that's a good stopping did, point. Did the recording stop? No, no, no. We're, well, we're still going. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're cool. We're cool. We got, all right. Yeah. We got like, Five minutes. Okay. All right. Let's close it up. <laughs> yeah. That was um, dude. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, I'll have to. We'll have to do a part two or something. That's man. That's good stuff, dude. I relate to I, everything you say. All the feelings. <laughs> all the feelings are there. You know, in less in less than five minutes. Here's here's the important thing to take away from all this, and and we can do this again another time. But the the important thing to remember is, is this: that if you're, like I said, if you're breathing, if you're still alive, it doesn't matter if you've relapsed one time or thirty times. Is irrelevant. You have a purpose on this earth. Get your ass to a meeting, ask for help, and take every single suggestion that they give you, because that's exactly what I did. I took every suggestion that they gave me. Even if I hated it, even if I didn't want to do it, yeah. I took it because I was desperate. And the yeah. first time I held my daughter in my arms, the first time I held my daughter in my arms, I knew, I knew that the last thing I wanted was to be a casualty of war in her life. That the legacy that I did not want to leave behind for her was my dad's in jail, yeah, my dad man. died of an overdose, or my dad, I don't know where he is, but he's a drug addict and he's disappeared and I haven't seen him in 10 years. Yeah, that's heavy. That's not the legacy I didn't want to leave for my daughter. She saved my life first and then God did. I took this program serious and six months in after my second relapse, I got a, a reprieve. I got a reprieve and I lost the urge to stop using. And then I dove into this program the same way I dove into that bag of blow, man, like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> Today, I have the Share Podcast, and the Share Podcast has about 60,000 downloads a month. I, I have a, like over awesome. 2,600 2, recovering addicts and alcoholics in my private Facebook group, the Share Private Group. If you don't feel like going to meetings, jump into that group. It's totally private. You can just uh, stalk it. You don't even have to post in there. Just uh, look at what people are posting in there, man. It's positive, and it's just a place for hope and recovery you deserve recovery just like everybody else that's awesome dude appreciate you man i appreciate you man this has been a fun episode man i, know, I like when <laughs> i like winging it <laughs>
what'd you think, man? It was good. Super good. Super good. It would've been better if I was on it. Uh, congregation, do you think it would've been better if Jay was on it? Let us know. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. No, That's so funny. Um, oh, so, so anyway, I just got back from uh, Disney World. Oh yeah, it was incredible. Was it was it? probably the best vacation I've ever been on in my life. Like most deaf. So did you, I, I did. You, did you find uh, what is it, Club Twenty Two? That like hidden club in Disney World. No, what's that? I don't even know what that is. Oh. Is that by Pirates of the Caribbean? Is that that thing? It's hidden. Is it in Disney World or Disneyland? There's one in each. I think the one in uh, Florida is called Club 22. It's a, it's like a hidden bar. It was like originally for adults that Walt Disney made. It was like a hidden bar inside of Disneyland. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, well, I don't drink, and I was with my kids. So, well, anyway. Been, anyway. <clears throat> no, I was like running back and forth to opposite ends of the park to go on whatever ride my kid wanted to go on. It was awesome. It was like the best thing ever. Was it? There was no like meltdowns with the kids? So there was, I mean, with kids are going to have them. So let me actually back up a little bit because I think this is important. And we can talk about this more on the bonus. Yeah. So um, I have started, uh, everybody know, well, anybody who's listened to our podcast for any significant amount of time knows that I'm like a huge cynic and think every, like I'm way too cool for school and that, you know, everything's really cheesy and bullshit and blah, blah, blah. I started to go to mega church on Sunday morning, which is an interesting happening. Um, I just felt like I was supposed to go. Wh- and then when I was there, go ahead. Which one? Seacoast. Seacoast. Okay, cool. Yeah. The main, the main campus. Um, and that's the church. That's the church I grew up in. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, it's a great, I mean, it's a huge, huge, huge church. It's, it's an awesome church for a mega church. It's really awesome. It's just you going. Uh, just me. And then if Kai, my oldest son wants to go, I'll take him with me. Cool. But if not, if he doesn't want to go, I don't make him go. Cool. So, um, he likes it cause they like paint pictures and like sing songs and stuff. So <clears throat> anyway, back to the, back to my point here, Jed, I'm just setting um, some backdrop baby. Uh, so I was there and like, I've, I heard some like awesome sermons and stuff. I, I've been going, like once, maybe once a month to worship because we don't worship at our house church. Mm. So um, I've been doing that. And uh, and then I caught this like fire sermon. Um, and I was like, Holy, I think I'm supposed to like continue to come here for a little while. And they have this awesome app. I think I'm supposed to start reading the Bible every morning. So I've been doing that. And it's um, the changes have been like crazy in my perspective and outlook and all that stuff. So anyway, I've been praying a lot going into this Disney trip. Cause, um, as you know, Jed, I am like curmudgeon, man. I get like really yeah. irritable, irritable and stuff. I was so scared <clears throat> that you were just going to come back from this trip and just be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was too. I was too. And like, nobody wants that. Like it's miserable. No, man. For, it's miserable for the kids. And like, so anyway, I, I, um, we went down and it was it was Kai melted down once. Um like a one big meltdown. What, what does that look like? That. I'm just curious. It looked for him, it looked like he's so tired, he couldn't make up his mind, he didn't know what he wanted to do, and it was like and then 
So, well, let me let me just tell the story. So yeah, we we were standing in line to meet Mickey, and it was like a <laughs> half and forty five minute wait or something. And uh, by the time we got there, he was like so pissed that he had to stand in line that he said he didn't want to meet Mickey anymore. But Levi, his baby brother, like for sure wanted to meet Mickey. So he didn't meet Mickey. He just like I held him, like carried him the whole time. And he talked in my ear about how like this is bullshit. I don't want to meet Mickey. He didn't use those words. Did he? This is bullshit, dude. <laughs> so and then so we left. Kai Levi met Mickey and like they got a ton of pictures and like it was awesome. And then when we left, and as soon as the door closed, Kai just lost it and said that he wanted to meet Mickey. Oh. So it was like one of those things. And I was talking to him the whole time he was saying that, and I was like, Kai, you're really gonna regret not meeting Mickey. Yada yada. So anyway, so from oh, there oh, for about sad. 45 minutes, he was just like, didn't know what he wanted to do. Like, wasn't just was pissed and crying and upset. So, um, but we got over it and everything was cool. Here's the miracle, though miracle like super miracle is um i didn't raise my voice once to my kids the whole time we were at disney world and for me like that's it's, it was like otherworldly incredible like that crazy awesome so there's you, hope for us all do y'all do y'all spank anyway no so what do y'all do for discipline <clears throat> i've always wondered how that works so we and i i we could have a whole i mean we should have my wife on to talk about yeah, that that's true. That's true. More than oh me. Oh my god! Sorry. Right. Turn what? your phone on silent. God, dude. dude. Right, yeah. Sorry, con- dude. <laughs> Fuck. Somebody just who I don't remember who it was was like, dude, that phone thing's really bothering me. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And it, <laughs> it never fails, man. So I um, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, we should talk about that later, I suppose. But what do you do, just real quick? Oh yeah. So anyway, it's like, it's, we kind of like real world parent our kids. So we don't, we let, we tell them what's going to happen and then let things have real life consequences. Does that make sense? Mm, you gotta give me an example. For instance. Mm, like how do you get him? Like I'm breaking down in the grocery store. Like how do you like stop that? Or you just uh, well, actually, so that is we get down on the floor with him and talk to him like a human being because okay. – and, and <clears throat> get down on his level and reason with him and connect with my son instead of yelling and screaming and hitting and putting him in and forcing him to do things he doesn't want to do. Like my – the whole thing is like I want my kid to be um, – to know that he's his own person. And that he can say no and that he can take charge of his circumstances in his life. Does that make sense? So. And uh, that works though? Like they don't just like. Oh yeah. My kids walk all awesome. over you though? No. Well that's what I'm saying. If, like, they what? Do, if they do try to walk all over me. So for instance if my kid's being a jerk when I'm playing with him. Uh-huh. I say Kai. Um, people don't like playing with kids that are mean. And I'll get up and walk off. Because that's real life. That's what would happen in real life. Right? Hmm. And what is he like? Uh, what's the reaction from him? He'll quit and like beg me to come back and play. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So like, it doesn't have to be this like discipline, and at least in it, it works for our kids. Discipline doesn't have to be this like huge crazy thing, right? But at the same time, if my kids are being unsafe, I will like grab them and and make sure that they're safe, right? So, right. 
<clears throat> for instance, if Kai is like hits his brother or pushes his brother, then I tell him, um, like Kai, you may not play with Levi because you until you're ready to play safely. It's it's kind of a thing. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be asking anyway, you. Believe I, me. Anyway. My wife knows more like the philosophy and the ins and outs of that sort of thing, so we should have her on. But it works really well, and my kids are um, very confident in who they are, and uh, and um, yeah, and not scared of us, which is huge to me. because yeah. I was terrified of my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yep, yep, yep. We'll have to yep, talk yep, about yep, that yep. more, like when we have, when I have the children's. All my friends are just like laying the groundwork for me, so I just have plenty of people I can call and be like, "So, what do I do exactly right now?" Yeah, and that's so tough because like everybody's gonna have a different opinion. I know, and every kid's way different too. That's the other thing. Because I just like know every kid's different. when my ferret bites me, I just have the tendency to just shake it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, my wife. My wife. Uh, her advice to every new parent is, um, it's okay to want to throw your kid out the window. It's not okay to do it. Ah yes. Because that, I mean, that's just real life. Like that just happens. Like you, you want. I mean, sometimes I want to throw my. So you just gotta. You just gotta learn. Window. You just gotta learn how to like diffuse that anger. It's self-discipline. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, it, you know, you grow up really quickly. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Have kids and it's like, you just don't do it and you're mad or whatever. But there's a, for me at least, there's this perspective shift of like, it doesn't matter how I feel about the situation. It doesn't matter what I think or I feel or I want. It's about my kid, right? So like, even if I'm super angry, I, it doesn't make a shit that I'm mad. It doesn't matter. Does that make sense? It does. So anyway. Well, yeah, let's save that for a bonus or something before we uh, word up, dog. bore everyone that doesn't have kids. Anyway, and I just painted myself to be like a, a child beater or something. No, it's natural. Everybody wants to hit their kid. It's not. Excellent. I'm not. And, we don't, and we don't spank. Yeah, but I still want to hit my kids. On. <laughs> All right, people. Well. We haven't gotten emails in a while. Send us some emails. Slackers. Church yeah, I'll let you bullet. At gmail.com. <laughs>